welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the podcast where we watch the movies that you recommend to us. And I am your host, John, with me, as always, my co-host, Jeff. Oh, so happy to be here. Just happy to be alive. Happy in general. Yeah, except for I got a fucking crick in my neck because I... I'm old now, so if I, like, sleep with my pillow incorrectly, it just fucks the rest of my next day, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I just slept with... I accidentally used two pillows last night. I didn't mean to. Oh, no. Usually I have two pillows so I can kind of rotate them out when I'm doing laundry and stuff. Yeah, normally you have one, two pillows there to hold you. Yeah. That's what I said now. (laughs) Is that that line? I actually have never understood no, the lines that not. i changed oh the line. you're changing it i thought for a second i was willing to believe that they were singing <laughs> wait about a minute are they pillows. singing about pillows i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past them that makes perfect sense to me yeah but no i just i used two pillows and that fucked me for the day just like nope can't do anything now can't turn your head more than five degrees without dying yeah i mean that's that's been a problem of mine yeah. for a while but other than that i'm fine yep hey look every day above ground is a blessing <laughs> Don't you quote the wrong thing. We're not doing that yet. That's for a different show. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that's like part of that comic strip or comic book. Uh, and now we're going to people are spoiled on it already. Oh, no, they're going to know if they're spoiled. They might go buy a membership and listen to it. <laughs> so instead of talking about uh, the thing we are doing at Patreon at patreon.com slash system mastery at the $10 level for TV mastery. Oh, what a fun time that is. We have extended our Christmas blessings with another unknown to me Christmas movie. Oh, you didn't know this was Christmas? I thought this was you correcting for me choosing ice catastrophe no as, as a christmas film it would be like no you dumbass here's a shitty christmas movie oh yeah i mean as soon as i realized what it was i was like oh good i can go into this with like haha yes and now an actual christmas movie as you have squandered your opportunity i i, I had a really good pick it's not my fault that i it would take too long for me to get the actual dvds because we'd need them to watch it uh- I've already ordered them. Next year, if you ah, sli- next if, year, if you slip the reins, we're gonna watch my thing. <laughs> my thing. Yeah, yeah. I hear a kid get stung to death in that. <laughs> it's okay. It's just Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> he, he's into it. <laughs> That's his deal. So we watched Life Size Two: Colon A Christmas Eve. Yeah, which uh, you know that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um. I, Okay, so so this is a sequel to Life Size, uh-huh, which is a much older movie. Now, Life Size is a movie that came out in the year two thousand. Yes, Life Size Two came out in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure what we're seeing here. Now, if you're not familiar, I remember going to a blockbuster and finding Life Size, the original movie. That's how old they, yeah. the original is. Life Size, old enough to be in a blockbuster. Yes, um, and I didn't rent it then, but I was. marginally amused because I was like, hey, I think I recognize that lady because she's like one of the more famous supermodels or like a Victoria's Secret model or something. What is she doing on the cover of this child movie? Um, And then in 2018, I learned that there were two of them. And then recently I told John about how they exist at all. I remember I was was telling you about that. You're like, you're you're fucking kidding me. No, those those movies don't exist. And then sure enough, they do. I'd never seen either one. This feels like a cash grab. Like, this is Tyra Banks got famousness. Let's go ahead and capitalize on that by making a sequel to whatever movie she was in when she was a kid. It's, I mean, it's that, but also the original Life Size is very much like a cult classic for a certain group of people. Mm. There are... The gays? (laughs) No, the original Life Size is more like... Oh, this is a great sleepover movie. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, right. it's one of those like, oh, it's so rewatchable. And I'm like, 
Yeah, but that's the group of people who are like, I love to rewatch iCarly. And I'm like, okay, you're of a time that is not me. No, go back in your room until you remember the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a on like abc family after my time i can see that that's fair but this is a cash grab though oh this is not just a cash grab but the first movie was i mean here's the basic premise is a magic spell brings a not name brand barbie doll to life in order to teach the main character a lesson now in the first movie it is Lindsay lohan who is learning the lesson of moving on because her mother has died a couple of years ago. Yeah. She tries to use the spell to bring her mom back to life, instead brings this doll to life, but then learns a valuable lesson about, like, being able to move on and accepting the way things are and making new friends and gaining confidence. Okay. And the whole standard, this is a kid's movie thing of, like, hey, you need to, you know... Believe in yourself, and also, sometimes bad things happen, but we lift ourselves up. That sounds great. I've never wanted to watch a Lindsay Lohan and Tyra Banks movie more. And yet, Life Size 2 is basically like, the lesson is, yay capitalism! Yes, this movie sucks. It I'm gonna go ahead and tell you now. Blows ass. Spoiler alert, this movie's bad. It is. Oh, man. I. It starts from a place of, like, I hate everyone here, and it does not end anywhere but no, there. Every once in a while, they'll add new characters that you also hate, and then you'll just kind of forget why the original <laughs> ones are still there. Like, she's got this one friend who's like her just friend. For the, like, in, in the opening scene, she has uh, a, a a man named Butler, who's her personal assistant, who's there to talk to her. Our main character. I forget her name. Uh, um, yeah, uh, Grace is Grace. the main character. So Grace has her, her friend Butler is there, but also just this other woman who's there. For, for a split second, I was like, oh. Tyra Banks is already here. I guess this movie established that she's in the real world already. No problem. And then I realized, no, that's not Tyra Banks. That's a different actor. But she has nothing. She's just in the movie to provide the occasional reaction shot. She has no storyline. She's just around. No, she is there for like two scenes to be sassy friend and then leave. Yeah. But, you know, she gets lines like OMG hashtag Cray or whatever. So you get to hate her too. Yeah. No, everyone in this is just like, I don't. I don't like what's going on here. I think Butler's the only one who comes out of this remotely okay. Yeah. But, yeah, so the the spoiler-free review for this is if you want were, to be... If you were of an age... My pillow. <laughs> if you want to be my pillow, you got to get with my friends. <laughs> hey, no, don't mix the songs. <laughs> I only just learned that the Spin Doctors sung about pillows mostly. <laughs> oh, the great Spin Doctors song, Two Pillows. <laughs> here before you. <laughs> Yes, or the other Spin Doctors song, uh, Little, Little Miss, Miss Can't Pil- Be Pillows. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Look, I'm just glad we both remember the other Spin Doctor song. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you are of a, a certain age where you were like, I have very good memories of Life Size, that, you know, ABC TV movie, and I enjoyed that and I rented it from a blockbuster or whatever, and you didn't know that Life Size 2 was a thing or just had not seen it, <laughs> Do not go forth and sin no more. Please. You don't need to see this. It is, ooh, it's, it is just memory ruining. It is the worst message. Yeah, it sucks. It's bad. It's bad and sucks. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be describing to you, Grace, the character that sucks and you hate them <laughs> for, for the next about one hour. Yeah. Oh, and she is entitled. And she gets rewards for no reason. Oh, no. It's the one whole of those movie... movies where, like, she is the CEO of a company because her mom retires. 
And then at one point, the, her mom's just like, you need to be the CEO because you're the right woman for the job. And you're like, well, based on what? what oh, is, no. Do we'll, we know what her we'll education level? It. Do we know anything? Yeah. It is, it is just a movie that is like, hey, you're rich and that means you should have everything. Yeah. And it then the movie goes, yeah, that's right. It's one of those fucking girl boss CEO pro dynasty movies, which are so fucking weird. And you, once you start seeing them that way, there are so many of them, and it's they, every one of them just makes you sad. Yeah, we're like, well, obviously, I need to own the company. My mom owned the company, and you're like, that's okay. th- that's a terrible qualification. Boo! <laughs> way to shitify the planet. Oh. I hope there's a guillotine big enough for your big dumb neck. <laughs> Uh, so we will get back after a little bit of music to <laughs> do the full in-depth spoiler review. Kill the rich. <laughs> for 2018's Life Size 2. We're back, and it is time to talk about Life size two, a Christmas Eve. So first of all, let me just let me just uh, vent. Let's just do some festivist venting real quick here before I do a couple of feats of strength, which I can't because my neck hurts. But um, I had to buy this because you can't rent it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so so I had to purchase this. Do I own this now? Yeah. This is a a purchased thing that both of us own because we each had to purchase it separately. Yes. There's no way to rent this film. They they know how bad this is, so they don't let you just pay your three dollars to rent it. It's five dollars. To own it. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm, I'm already uh, filling out a refund uh, thing for Amazon that's just like, movie bad. <laughs> hey, it turns out this sucks. Uh, but also, it starts hard. Like, I thought I was watching a commercial or something for a little while at first. It's, you know, it's just like, oh, Christmas shit, here we go. And here's characters who you don't know, quipping about how they look in a room. It's, <sighs> so being that, going into this, I was like, one, had no idea anything about life size outside of Doll Comes to Life. Yeah. Never saw the first one, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Had. Yeah. And I didn't go in reading anything. So mm-hmm. I had no idea who the characters were. So when it was like, oh, and here's Grace and she needs to learn a lesson. I was like, is she the character from the first one? Did she just learn a lesson and then grow up to be shitty anyway? Well, I didn't know the <laughs> Lindsay Lohan part. So my assumption through most of the movie was that Whoever play, whoever the mom in jail is, that must have been the little girl from the first one. Yeah, but that instead, been, yeah. it has nothing to do with it. Yeah, zero percent. Yeah. Uh, the movie starts with a sort of Christmas in July in Christmas uh, party. She's yeah, holding a luau Christmas party. Yes. It's important to her that it is not a holiday party because probably because she hates the holidays. They've, they've, they've really saddled her down with a lot of easily changeable negative traits for a holiday movie. Yes, because it's both I am I, I need to be a bad person to learn a lesson, but also this needs to be a holiday movie. So I need to have holiday opinions that are bad. Also, I won't learn any lessons. Also, none of this. Well, she learns the lesson that ho- holidays are good, actually. Oh, that's true. She does learn the holidays are good, actually, but she doesn't le- learn that she needs to be a good person or anything. No, like, no. no. Holidays are good because trees are pretty and you yeah. can give presents. Because mostly her lesson is quit being a jerk to people, and her solution to that is, I'm rich. <laughs> so anytime she's like, do you want to just be nice to someone? She's like, uh, yeah, I'll spend $1,000. Yeah. That's nice, right? Look, I'm going to pay you $20 to fuck off. Yeah. You're like, oh, how lovely. It's yeah. a movie that Grace is the CEO 
of the toy company that was the toy company in the first one, Marathon Toys, is who makes the Eve doll. Yes. Uh, Eve being the sort of stand-in for a Barbie here. Yeah. Uh, we get some references to it. Again, the first movie, like, because the whole Barbie has a bunch of, uh, like, jobs. Yes. Eve in the first movie, when I was looking that up, apparently does some things where it's like, oh, I, one of my jobs was a cop, so she, like, stops a criminal. And one of them is, like, astronaut, so she has, like, space knowledge. Yeah. So and she still, has a bunch of stuff, so she uses that in the movie. We still see references to that in this movie, in that there's multiple Eves in the Eve dimension. Yeah, there's and, a whole... Sunnyvale is the fictional place where she lives, and then that becomes an actual dimension that the Eves live in. So, really, Greta Gerwig heavily stole from mm. Life Size 2 for the Barbie movie. That very much, yes. You can uh, tell. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, definitely worked hard to expand on it, because in this movie, there's a grand total of three Tyra Banks Eves around, and one of them is... The original one from the first movie is the one that Eve in this movie has a phone call with. And then there's another one working for her that's Secretary Eve, and the joke about main Eve, like the main character one in this movie, and Secretary Eve is that they're both just morons. Yeah. Uh, granted, main character Eve is a weird moron where sometimes she'll be like, I know what everything is. I know every single word and I can, ref I, I can define them. And then she'll turn around and be like, oh, flirting? Flirting is to engage in, in uh, promiscuous uh, talks that would engender one towards intimate situations. And then she'll turn around and be like, I don't know what butter is. And yeah. you're like, what, what is this? What, how does this character work? Because again, it feels like the first movie was, oh, the doll came to life. And the doll was like, oh, I've never eaten. I don't know what food is, but I have a bunch of training. And so they would work that in. And ah. then this just seems like, well, we need to do that again. Yeah. So presumably the main character, Eve, from the first one told this one that butter is delicious, which is why we got that extended sequence. Yes. Okay. The, but Grace Manning, the CEO of Marathon Toys, this starts out with her just being like, oh, I'm having a luau. And she has, you know, her one friend that is the friend that, like, is in this scene and one other one and doesn't matter, which I think is, I don't even know. She's I, there pretty consistently. Anytime she's in a friend group, she's around. She just has nothing to do. She's just a present extra person. No, she's person. just there. Yeah, she's there for the clothing. She's there for at least the brunch scene, the, the let's dress up Eve at a expensive gala and give her the worst haircut in the world scene. Uh, and the God, the, the sleepover scene. She's around. She's she gets a lot of shit. She's there at the end too. Yeah. So yeah. I think that is Talia. Is her friend Talia? Sure. She is mostly there to be like, girl. Yeah. 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 She's the one. Who, she, yeah. You think? Oh, maybe she'll escape unscathed because she doesn't really have a story. So how could they ruin her? But her first line is O M to the G, girl. Jesus Christ. And then her friend, Brendan Butler, who she just refers to as Butler, who is her basically personal assistant. Yeah, he's like a PA for her company and um, basically just the only character in this movie who largely escapes unscathed because he's le level-headed and is constantly trying to convince Grace not to <clears throat> flaunt her dumb ass in front of paparazzi. And he's the one nice person in this, yes. but is also fully like level-headed and normal, where every... He's the one person who's like, Grace, please don't be a fucking moron. And she's like, I will. No consequences. I would and say indeed, there are none. I would say there are three characters in the movie that are not fucking morons. <clears throat> there's there's a Butler. There's his future boyfriend, who's one of the people on the board of uh, of Marathon Toys. Yeah. And then there's the little girl character. Yes. Uh, who is just a little girl character. Yeah. The little girl neighbor who is 
just there to be like, haha, dolls or whatever. I like dolls, and uh, you need to experience personal growth, and you're going to use me as the ladder to do it. Yeah. Here, step on my ass and get higher up into your own ass. <laughs> uh, and this, this party mostly serves to go, all right. We're going to establish Grace as a party girl. Mm -hmm. She She's a CEO, but she is also, she's here to have fun and get drunk and have a good time and woo-woo. Let's be, let, keep in mind that this is largely to establish that she actually doesn't like being the CEO. She has no business being the CEO of this company, and she knows that and just doesn't actually care. I mean, that's mostly the next day that establishes oh, that. Oh, that is true. She just She's here because she doesn't get, she's a party drunk asshole. Um, we established the other character that will be a main character and one that I thought would be a main character and then disappeared forever, which Logan. is Jen Chen. Oh, right. So the party is like, oh, we're having a party. She's talking to her two friends. And she's like, oh, no, Jen Chen is here. Who invited her? Oh, God, I didn't. But she's with this handsome man. Yes. Oh, that man is so gorgeous. The man, Callum, will be a main character in love interest for Grace. Jen Chen disappears for the rest of the movie until the very end of it. And then is like, hi, I'm Jen Chen again. Yes. And then doesn't say anything else. Yes. It's just like, okay, why did this character exist? And why did we spend so much time at the beginning of this being like, ooh, I have a weird relationship with Jen. I hope she doesn't think I invited her. And then it cuts to Jen, whose only thing is like, oh, she doesn't remember she invited me. Oh, uh, just smile and wave. Yeah. Like, oh, they're they're rivals. Yeah. No, These two are not. gonna have Je a complicated relationship. Jen Chen is the disposable cardboard applicator that inserts the tampon of Callum into this movie. It is so weird because I thought for sure that she was gonna be like the main rival. Yeah. No. no. She's barely in the movie. <laughs> weird. Oh, uh, but the party no. mostly exists to go, okay, she gets drunk. Yeah. Grace has two potential rivals. One of them is Jen Chen, who turns into nothing. And the other is the the uh, the next guy in charge at her company. Devin who, Drake. Who's trying to vote her out of being in charge of the company. And rightly so. She sucks and has no no business being there. Oh, yeah. Um, But neither of them actually matters. Her actual rival in this movie is your hand on the remote. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> The party happens. We get a bunch of quick cuts of her doing stuff. She gets drunk and passes out. She wakes up the next morning in bed, and Butler comes in to wake her up. He's like, hey, uh, I stayed here because I knew you were in no shape to be alone last night. Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, what did I do? And we get a montage of her, you know, drinking and dancing and singing and giving a shitty toast. And it's done in, like, that the hackiest, TV-iest way possible, where she's like, I didn't do shots, did I? Cut to shots. I didn't dance on the table, did I? Dance to, uh, cut to dancing on the table. Yeah. It's just that. And we establish that she has a bad relationship with her mom, who is in jail for reasons that we will not get into until the last third of the movie. It's securities fraud and for just just uh, basically corporate espionage type bullshit. But they will not say that no, forever. They They'll won't. just be like, my mom's in jail yeah. and she never had time for me. And that's what I'm angry about. Yeah. Not that she's in jail or whatever happened to make her go to jail. I am angry that she did not spend enough time with me as a kid. Yes. I hate this company, but I am the CEO of it and I definitely shouldn't be, but I definitely should be. Yes. She just wants the money, which you think like you own the company. You could probably come up with a method by which you give yourself a do nothing job and draw a big paycheck and just let them do their business. Yeah. But no, she needs to be in charge as well, which mostly means belittling the people who actually work there. So Butler then, uh, 
informs her that oh she has a meeting in like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. so oh goodness she has to go get into the meeting and it's (sighs) she shows up and is fully instead of being like oh man i'm sorry i'm late or just like hung over and the comedy is like someone has a loud thing that happens in the meeting and she's like oh my head it's not funny that like oh she forgot she shows up and is fully like fuck you i own this company i don't care if i'm late you work for me now get out of my chair yeah and it's just an asshole immediately puts her sunglasses on is like just do the meeting whatever Okay, should we cancel anything? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Cancel whatever. Cancel any toy line you want. Who? Okay, are we done? Great, I need drinks. Yeah. It is another just scene of like, oh, we already established that she's sort of a reckless party girl. But that doesn't really matter if it was like, oh, she did that because it was a holiday party. Maybe that was a one-off thing. But yeah. then you're like, oh, no, she just is an asshole to everyone and does not give a fuck. Yeah. And the uh, the meeting is essentially... Oh, Marathon Toys is going into the toilet because uh, times are different now. And kids, the internet, you guys. Kids use the internet, and yeah. our our internet sales are down. So we need to invest in app games, which I was like, I mean, fair. You'd probably make more from that than you do most things, because mm-hmm. app games are just horrible, predatory, nonsense things. Hey, you see uh, what Hasbro did? Buy Wizards of the Coast. That's all you got to do is just buy yourself a Wizards of the Coast. Now you make all the money from them. And then fire everybody who works there. For no good reason, because they were the only part that was growing. Yeah. Do that. Just do that, and then you make more money. Uh-huh. More just money. Ha- just have them make money, and then fire them for more money. Yeah. <laughs> and we also establish in this meeting that Devin Drake, the one who is sort of gunning for the CEO position, yeah. is supposed to be the, like, ooh, I'm cold and calculating, and I only care about money. Though, in the meeting, he basically comes off as, hey, so our company is going to fail unless we change things yeah we have several toys that literally don't sell and making them is costing us money yeah so we should discontinue making them so they do two toys who get who gives a shit there's two random toys and then it's like he kind of goes and what about the eve doll now for this to be a huge thing you have to know that this is the sequel to fall to uh life size one and that the main character of that was a doll named Eve. Yes. Because otherwise, it, he comes off as re- weirdly sinister when he suggests it, but there's nothing to this point in the movie that would indicate why. Yeah. Now and- we get the other guy, uh, who I think also ends up being Butler's boyfriend at the end. Yes, that's what I was just saying. He's the other good person from this movie. Yeah, Carter is the person on the board who's like, you can't get rid of Eve. Eve is what made this company, and it's the heart and soul I'm the good capitalist. Yes. I I believe in people and and the products we do, and I want people to be happy with toys. And then, you know, Devin's like, wahaha, but money. Yeah. I'm the evil capitalist. So they look to the CEO who's- Who's the non-caring capitalist. In an attempt to look cool, just kind of goes, I don't care, cancel the doll. Who gives a shit? That was my mom's legacy anyway, and I'm mad at her. Yeah, you can tell that she's just like, oh, I'm going to discontinue it because I'm angry at my mom from a thing that happened 15 years ago. Yes. Great. Okay. Petulant Grace decides to cancel. Basically, it would be like Mattel goes, hey, we're not making Barbies anymore. Yeah. And cancels it with all of the uh, ability of like, yeah, sure, I don't give a fuck. That was my mom, and I hate my mom. Anyway, I need a drink. This meeting's over. 
we canceled three things and talked for two minutes. I'm yeah. done. I mean, granted, given the climax of this movie, uh, they probably do need to cancel their Barbie line because they clearly aren't properly utilizing it as it stands anyway. Given the big solution is, wh- how do we save the Eve doll? What if there was like a Barbie do- a doctor one or a CEO one? Would you buy those? How was there not that already? Oh, that is... That's a, that is an issue with this as well, because you're like, oh, in the first life size, they established like, oh, she's an astronaut and yeah. a police officer. But then they have a scene in this movie where they're like, oh, all of Eve's jobs are bride yeah. or fashion. Yeah. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. The, the movie ends on a note that is, I, I, it's, fuck it. Let's just get back to the, where we were. So anyway. Oh, so mad. She fucks off. And the board, obviously and rightly, is like, yo, she sucks. Yeah, she's not trying. We got to do something. And Devin's like, don't worry, I'm working on something. Oh, yeah. He won't get that somewhere later in the movie, just so I don't forget to do it then. He does organize a vote to have her removed as the the CEO. Yes. uh, Including getting Carter to vote for it. But but Carter has uh, doubts and will spy on Devin to discover a dark secret. Yeah. There you go. So driving home, driving to school to pick up her neighbor. Yes. Uh, Grace sees her neighbor Lex that she is picking up because she's like, oh, you also have mommy issues just like I did because your mom is also rich because obviously we live in the mansions right next to each other. Yes. And your mom isn't around a lot. So you have a nanny and I'll pick you up because I'm the cool neighbor. Yes. And... When she's she sees her, yeah, she's talking kids. to three kids. She's talking to three kids. They all, they're all, they're supposed to look from this shot like mean kids, but there's really no evidence that they are. They're just talking to her and they're all sitting around. And that's enough to piss off uh, Grace, who's like, ooh, they're messing with my girl. You don't mess with my girl. I'm, and the other, and uh, Butler's like, don't imagine just the headlines. Stop. Just sit. You can't, you can't go out there and accost 12 year olds. You yeah. are the CEO of a company. Yeah, you would be in the Times tomorrow. And she's like, ugh, but they better not. And then the little girl gets in and she gr- grills her on. She's like, were they being mean to you? And and Lex is like, no, no, no we're th- all no, in a, th- the theater together. Yeah, we're in a play. That main of- girl was the Virgin Mary and I'm a cow. Yeah, which I guess is enough to get put in Grace's head that these kids are bad because one of them is more popular. Yeah, um, but it leads to one of to the cringiest scene ah. that this movie has to offer. And that is really saying something. Really? What? What what is the cringiest scene? The part where she goes out later and does dress down those three kids. Oh, okay. I thought you meant literally right no, now no. it leads to I it. mean, it leads to, because I was saying it leads to the scene where later on when she's picking them up again and she sees that they're all sitting in. The, I think what's supposed to be happening here is body language is setting her off because Lex is sitting and the other three kids are standing around her and talking. Yes. And the thing is, Lex, we also establish in this scene is like, not only am I kind of a weird nerd. She's into, like, magic, and she was like, oh, I was going to teach him one of the magic tricks that I know, uh, but that didn't. they didn't seem to care very much. Yes. And so we establish that when we see her in the next time with those kids, all of them are standing around and laughing, and Lex is, body language, sitting down, hunched over, and, like, looking at a deck of cards. Yeah. So it's supposed to look like, oh, she was trying to do a magic thing and they are laughing at her. Yeah, which causes Grace to get mad, get out of the car, go over there and personally insult each one of the kids, including misgendering one of them. Yep. And I'm not, I, not I shouldn't even apologizing say apologizing to any of them when they're like, 
no, these are my friends and you're an asshole. And she's like, yeah, but I, I wanted to threaten 12 year olds. <laughs> yeah. Cause she comes out and she's like, are you messing with my girl? And they're like, I'm sorry. Wh- who are you? What's, what's happening? Uh-uh. No, uh, you don't do that. You're too tall and skinny. You, you've got big feet. You got, you got freckles. Freck. And you, you look like a boy. I, I, I am a boy. Oh, well, then you're hanging out with girls. And Lex is like, uh, would you stop? These are my actual friends, and you're really embarrassing me in front of them right now. And she's like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're being bullied right now. And she's like, by you. Yeah, this fuck is, you. This is a wild scene. Yeah. And nothing bad happens to Grace no, ever she just, in this No, she movie. just invites them to her rich people sleepover later, and, they, and all is forgiven because they have enough pizza. Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> that's the cringiest scene in the movie is her just re- getting out of a car and it's an idiot plot scene because even before she starts talking Lex runs up and is like I see your eyes do not talk don't, to them don't do, do this don't do this and she's like stand back you don't even know what's going on she's like don't instead of they're my friends and I don't want you to tell to insult them please or you are misinterpreting a situation instead she's just like no please uh uh-uh, uh please don't you don't have, say I, words I, I have so much time to explain the situation but I I cannot seem to find the words <laughs> yeah god Ah, uh, so Lex gets dropped off before any of this happens. Obviously, they're still fine. She gets dropped off and uh, Grace is like, anyway, hey, you know, sorry that, you know, your mom's not home a lot. I get that. And I hate my mom. I don't know if we mentioned that yet. Uh, my uh, mom sucked. But she notices that that Lex is playing with an Eve doll and mentions offhandedly that they're about to cancel it. And Eve's like, you can't, no, you can't cancel. It's the, so important. It's so important. And I'm like, but you have one. What do, what do you give a shit? Do you need more of them? What, that's going to be an, an ongoing thing throughout this movie. They're like, like, where the Eves are like arriving here to get her to not cancel the Eve line. Cause they're like, if she ca- cancels the Eve line, it's the end for all of us. We'll and stop I, existing. And I'm like, no, you won't. You'll, I have lots of discontinued toys. Huh? Yeah, but they're all dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they'll get switched off like what, like switch in in the Matrix. Oh yeah, yeah. The moment they, she's like discontinue the Eve line, and one, the, the the original one for the first movie looks up, not like this. Oh yeah, that's Toy Story Five. It turns out there was still one company making Woody toys, and then they discontinue Woody, and he dies on screen, <laughs> and you see it, and it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the credits roll <laughs> and then buzz comes out and he's like that actually happened never Wh- discontinue a toy nope don't look away from the screen be here in the moment with me children <laughs> cry with me children cry with me <laughs> don't cry that's gay i'm tim allen now <laughs> it's tim allen not not buzz anymore i'm tim allen you guys want to buy some coke <laughs> kids don't don't worry i have coke don't don't cry. That's gay, but also do coke. Kids, don't do what I did. Stay out of Detroit. Everything don't, else is a okay or whatever state country city he was in. Don't do what I did. Don't narc on your dealers. <laughs> don't grow a big mustache. Huh? It makes you more conspicuous. Uh so Grace feeling sentimental that night because of the whole Eve doll thing and talking about her mom goes and finds a box of her mom's stuff that she got from like a toy store that was closing down. And goes through it and sees like, oh, it's a picture of her mom and her when she was a baby. And then finds a book of spells Uh and a picture of Lindsay Lohan in it. Uh And it's just like, from Lindsay Lohan, this ought to help your plot. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's the whole reference to the first movie. I would love to help, but I am too busy loving this bug. (laughs) 
Ugh. So Lex finds out about the book and they're like, oh, cool. We should bring the doll to life. Yeah. So instead of like the first movie a- where it was, I'm going to try and bring my mom to life with this book. It's just purposefully trying to bring a doll to life. Yeah, because in this movie, we have a book of fucking spells. It's got Book of the Dead written on the cover. Which um, is wild, because the first book was Book of Awakenings, and yeah. I'm like, that seems way more appropriate yeah, but than now the we've Book got, of the Dead. Now we've got the fucking Hominoptera. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna summon Arnold Vosloo. <laughs> but, uh, uh <laughs> shit. What was I gonna say? Um, it's called The Book of the Dead. Uh, in this movie, it's an established bit of wisdom that if you wish upon an Eve doll, it will solve all your problems automatically. Yeah. Uh, th- lots of characters constantly talk about this. Yes. Apparently, I guess that was part of the like marketing for the doll was like, oh, the doll package not only has the idea that this comes from like the dolls from Sunnyvale and that's from the first movie, but they also really pushed like, oh, you can talk to your doll and it'll solve your problems via magic. And you're like, that's a weird thing to put on. This company your box. should go out of business. <laughs> Yeah, so man, you're don't selling... sell a doll that specifically says it will solve your problems with magic. I just feel like that's a that's a bad bit of advertising. <laughs> that's going to get your ass in trouble. Maybe that was okay in the year 2000, way back in the distant past. But this is 2018. You can't lie to the people like that. Ugh. So. They chant some fucking spells. They, they do the fucking spell. And of course, nothing happens to start with. She throws the doll on the bed. And then Lex is like, well, I'm going to go get some meatloaf. Because I actually like my nanny's meatloaf. And Grace is like, cool, I'm going to go get drunk because yeah. I'm a bad person again. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go party because I don't give a shit about it. I deserve to go out, I think. Yeah. Yeah, she has that line. She's Yeah, it's not even like, oh, I'm drinking and that makes me a bad person. She's just an asshole about everything she says. Yes. <laughs> she's just very entitled about everything. Yeah, because her, her friend is like, I'm going to go get my nanny's meatloaf. It's good. And she's like, I think I'm going to doll up and go out tonight. She's like, really? Are you going to go out and oh, yeah. work you, tomorrow? <laughs> you, you deserve that because... You know, you spent five minutes at work today. And yeah. she's like, you're right. I do deserve it. Yeah. And Lex just like, all right, well, you're incapable of understanding sarcasm. Good day. Yeah. So she gets drunk, but wakes up the next morning pa- after having passed out again with Tyra Banks in full pink Jackie O style evening wear whispering into her ear. Yeah. And, and now oh, we're introduced to Eve. It's so funny. Grace thinks that she hooked up with Tyra Banks last night. I will say that for a kids movie, it's at least a little progressive that she's like, "Ugh, did we did we hook up?" And she's like, "I we did. We're the best did of we, friends." It's did we sleep together? Of course, and it was everything I could have hoped it for. It was so magical. And she's like, "Oh god, was I your first girl?" Oh, uh, yes, you're my first girl and I love you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we should it, move in together it, and get a Subaru. It is at least <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about six German shepherds? <laughs> Because that's my my low bar. That's how many fit in the Pontiac Aztec. <laughs> like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're doing lesbian jokes now. <laughs> but no, I mean, better than the movie, though. I, I, I'll give us that. Um, but I just at least find it modestly progressive that she's like, Ugh, am I your first girl? And she has there's nothing about her that she, she's like, I can't believe I hooked up with this random lady. And so she's like, well, at least you're hot. Yeah. No, Grace is, I guess, very clearly bisexual in this, which is neat. Yeah. I was like oh, that's neat that your reaction to this happening is just like, oh, I I hooked up with a girl. And when she's like, oh, was I your first girl? You're like, oh, you've done this before. Yeah. So, okay. She's just, she's bisexual. She's a piece of shit in two languages. (laughs) 
She can fuck over two different types of people. Yeah. Or more. Or more. Yeah. Because we're using the, the classic bisexual. That is correct. <laughs> not that one that had to, not that redefinition that only exists to give pansexual some space. <laughs> I want a different term for liking everyone. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. I'm not even disappointed. It's I'm just, just bisexual. I'm just bisexual. <laughs> That's all it is. I'm not I'm not mad. I'm bisexual. Everyone can define themselves however they want. If they want to make up another term for a term that already clearly exists, hey. it's fine. You're going to get a worse flag, though. Let's go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> You're not going to get a better flag it's than the bi's. way bi's. worse. The bi's got a good flag. You fucked up. You got a worse flag. You did. I oh. love you, my pan brothers but and sisters, but your flag is worse. <laughs> so we get Eve being... The characterization of Eve is she is constantly befuddled and enthusiastic, yet occasionally just being like, ah, I have deep wisdom about something for no reason. Anyway, back to basically being a giggling eight-year-old. Yes, and she's supposed to be like, the whole deal here is that she will somehow magically solve the situation. The situation being that uh, basically her, her reason for being here is to solve the cancellation of Eve dolls. She doesn't want them canceled. Everything else is secondary, but she is going to try and hook Eve up with a handsome music producer. I'm sorry, Grace up with a handsome music producer and get her to be uh, in charge of the CEO or still be the CEO of her company and reconcile her with her mom and improve her relationships with her co-workers and her next door neighbor. And but- also get an, her own romance plot, which I Oof. thought was Oof. one of the weirdest bits of this. It is very, very weird. Yes. The... <laughs> so... Especially because the movie has no time for it. Oh, no. They just, they're like, uh, they're just we'll, like let's speed through this. We can cram it into the margins. Let's have these two characters hook up within 30 seconds. Yeah, it's fine. This <laughs> this man will give up all he knows for no reason. Uh-huh. Fabulous. So they have a whole weird thing. And like Grace continues to, throughout the morning, assume that Eve is just a hookup that she had. Yes. And... I don't know how close this brunch place is to her mansion that I assume is in mansion land somewhere that if you live in a mansion, you do not live next to food. No, (laughs) you have to go to food. Yeah. (laughs) Food comes to you. So, but when we see her, she is walking to brunch with Eve following her. And I'm like, why didn't you get in a car and go goodbye? Yeah. She keeps trying to be like, Eve, you you need to like go and leave me alone. And Eve's like, no, I'm staying. Yeah, we're friends now. We're gonna I'm gonna stay with you. Crazy girl or Gracie girl or whatever. Gracie it is. girl. Gracie girl, which I could have sworn she was saying crazy girl the whole movie. But it's um turns out that Gracie girl is what her mom called Grace, and so it's an immediately off putting thing for her to be calling her. Yeah. When they show up to brunch, it's Talia and Butler. Yeah. And I love Butler in this because he's just like, oh no. Let her cook. I want to see what this girl's doing. Yeah. Because <laughs> Eve is immediately fucking weird. And he's like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Every, I love this. Everything she says is crazy and weird. So, you know, it, mostly it's references to how she, you know, people keep calling her a doll because that's useful because she's good looking. So they're like, oh, you're such a doll. And she's like, I am a doll. And that's. Th- and she eats like seven different entrees at brunch. And then, of course, there's the like, what do you got a hollow leg? Yes, I do. And a hollow head. Goodness gracious, the jokes don't stop coming. Yeah, so she orders, she's just like, yeah, I want every food on the menu and butter. Do you have butter? Bring every kind of butter. 
And one of the only good lines in the movie goes to the friend when she's eating a stick of butter and washes it down with a glass of butter. And she goes, wait, you're just drinking liquid, but you know what? Never mind. And that was <laughs> you nice because it was understated as opposed to everything else in this movie being like, you're eating a slight stick of butter right now. Hashtag Cray. No, it's just duck face. Hey, you're you're drinking. That's liquid butter. And you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> But eventually she's like, I have to thank the chef. Everything I've eaten is amazing. And out comes the chef, and it's Tyra Banks' love interest, a handsome dude. Yeah. And he's she's just like, everything you've done is amazing. And he's like, everything you're doing is amazing. And- <laughs> yeah. Hyde, Chef Hyde, uh-huh. is just a good-looking black guy. Who is a chef. Who Who is a chef. And not only, I guess, is the chef for this, but also has his own food truck. Yes. Because we see that later on. We do. So, but he gives her a flirt where he's like, if there's anything I can do for you, just let me know. And she's like, if there's anything I can do for you, just let me know. And then he walks off and they're like, girl, he was flirting with you. And she's like, I know flirting is an attempt to get closer to people for intimate situations. I'm going to go flirt with him some more later. Yeah. You're like, what are you? (laughs) It's so weird that she's like, ah, I'm a doll from doll land and I don't have like the concept of certain things. But I understand what flirting is, and I want to get nasty with that guy. <laughs> sort of. She wants to establish a relationship with him. But, I, but there's, you know, she basically just wants him to move to doll land. It's weird. Yeah. Do you think when he moves to doll land, does that mean there's now a toy of him that exists? Or I just... mean, there is a toy of him that exists, because, I mean, spoiler alert for the end of the movie, but when Tyra Banks' Eve goes back to Sunnyvale to, like... Oh, no, live... I know he's in there. What? I'm sorry, please keep going, keep going. When she goes back to Sunnyvale to live in Barbie land, essentially, she turns into a doll, but she takes Chef Hyde with her, and he also turns into a doll. Oh, so he does turn into a doll. You get a little chef doll. uh, Yeah, okay, so that is correct. Yeah, he he does get turned in. But is he being marketed and sold, or is that the only Chef Hyde doll? I don't know. He must be, because he still exists in Sunnyvale, and if they discontinued the Chef Hyde line, he would die. Yeah, so so, uh, we... The, the metaphysics of this, is that how they invent toys in this universe? Oh, yeah. They just pick interesting people and are like, do you want to go live in a doll world? Oh, yeah. Someone gets cursed and then that's how you get a, a new toy. Yeah. That's what happened to Lindsay Lohan. That's why she's not in this. <laughs> she got cursed. Yeah. she got To turned- make Lindsay Lohan's beach house or whatever the fuck was going on in 2018. <laughs> I think she was being in that movie with the porn guy. No, it's the beach house thing. Oh, I looked it, okay. it up. She All was right. making a dumb reality show. Oh, very good. Okay. I mean, what am I thinking of? The Canyons, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so Eve and Grace get into like a fight in the streets because she just keeps essentially pestering her. Yes. So they fall down onto the ground and people take a bunch of pictures. Yeah. And- uh, great. Uh, Eve was pushing her out of the way of a truck. You know, one of those trucks that's in all these Christmas movies that are just driving full speed down every road without yeah, looking. <laughs> and they never hit the main character of this, but they do isekai some guy later. Yeah, yeah they will. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, jeez, we almost isekai'd that lady. Oh, jeez, uh, we didn't mean to isekai that lady. I'm yeah. glad. Well, he's too old to get isekai'd. She would have just gotten splatted on the pavement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, she would have got isekai'd to a whole place where there's a bunch of dolls there. That would have been weird for her. <laughs> but normal for us, the <laughs> truck drivers who isekai you. <laughs> so sorry, lady. So sorry. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, um, yeah, now they're friends. And she's like, well, great. Uh, now that- it's It's important, though, that she gets filmed on the ground yes. with Eve because a bunch of people take pictures and she yells at them. Yes, she Because does. that will be the reason for her to get ousted as the CEO. Yeah, but it's all a misunderstanding. She wasn't in a fight. She was just getting shoved out of the way of the Isekai truck. 
Uh, and then she rewards Eve by having her butler and her friend Talia take her out for a montage of shopping. Yes, they buy her $12,000 worth of clothes because Grace is just like, oh, well, whatever. Here's $12,000 worth of clothes. I'm rich and I don't care. Yeah. And in one of the few scenes in this, I thought was okay. They take her to get her hair cut because she's just, I don't know why. I think she has messed up hair because she's an old Barbie doll is the idea. The point was she has that weird cut because they needed to cut some hair for the ceremony to bring her to life. They're like, oh, we need doll hair. Right. So they do a little thing where they snip part of the ponytail and put it into the spell. So when she comes to life, she has a weird missing part of her but hair. It's not just that. Her hair also just looks bad at the beginning. Like she just it, like it hasn't been brushed. And I think it's supposed to be that she's an old Barbie doll and so, you know, she, her her hair hasn't been maintained and she's 20 years old. Yeah. Um but when they they take her to a place, they like pull her hair a little bit and it comes out and she's like, "Oh yeah, my I just have an infinite vari- amount of hair in my head. You could just pull it out for forever." And I'm like, "Is that a feature of the Barbie that you make? That is not a feature of most Barbies." Yeah, that's not a feature on most dolls that you just Pull their hair and more hair comes out. Yeah. But she tries it to do it to the hairstylist. Be like, no, everyone can do that. Watch. And just pulls the hairstylist's hair. And the hairstylist, what the fuck? This is a weave. What is wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, let's cut your hair into a Brunhilde style giant top mounted Viking braid. The absolute fucking worst hairstyle I've ever seen in my life, where it's just, it's not even like, oh, you get some side braids, which, sure, that's fine. But they're like, braids coming from the top of your head up and down so you get this weird like m of hair yeah but your just face is framed by two gigantic fucking braids she looks like she's wearing a hair horseshoe she looks like she should be in star wars that yeah. looks like a fucking yeah, it's, padme it's, thing it is very much a padme haircut it is wild but as soon as the stylist like turns her around is like Hey, can I do work or what? And everyone's like, that's the best hair I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, all right. That looks like it weighs 40 pounds. (laughs) What the fuck did you do to her? You should apologize. (laughs) You fucked up. She looks like she escorts the souls of dead warriors to Valhalla. (laughs) What is happening? Why are you doing this? (laughs) I feel like you're the, you did that to the star of America's next top model. You should get roasted. (laughs) You should have a bunch of like celebrities. They should have like, James or Peter Gunn and and uh, Christian Siriano and shit should come in here and snap at you. Yeah, Perez Perez Hilton just comes out and is just like, I've got opinions about. Oh, he's this. in this, isn't he? Yes, he I is. I didn't catch him, but I knew I saw his name as as himself in the credits. Yeah, is that because there's some designer in a second who I must no. I, the I'm designer is not is a real designer, is my guess. No, it's just some guy. Really, because they have him come out when they do the montage. She eventually settles on dressing in like a, a checkerboard suit. Yeah, and he comes out in another checkerboard outfit, and they're like. That's a great joke. That belongs to the famous designer, Richard Snoodledoobel or whatever. And he comes out and he's like, thank you. That's me. That's me. And it is a great outfit. And they're like, Richard, what are you doing here? I thought you were on vacation. He's like, don't get me started. And that's his entire character. We're done with him now. Yeah, he's out. We're done. That's why I thought he was a real guy. Because I was like, that is a nothing thing to have happened. It's weird. I don't know why that would happen. But sure. It's. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i almost forgot i almost forgot about the point where <sighs> after brunch before they do any of this uh-huh eve goes outside and uses the toy barbie phone to call barbie land like calls up the original from the first movie eve yes and they have a conversation about like oh i need to save the eve line and also grace and all of this nonsense 
in the middle of it, she sees a person beatboxing and Tyra Banks begins to freestyle. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck? Especially because she's like, yeah, I'm on a yacht. And I'm like, what are you? What the fuck are you talking about? And it's because the beatboxer is Lil Yachty. No. And I was like, that's why you were talking about being on your Yachty Yachty. Yeah, because ah, I see. Yeah, because she's doing the conspicuous consumption rap, which doesn't make any sense for this toy. Because she comes walking up and she's like, "I'm doing thirty shotties. I'm on my yachty yachty." And you're like, "What? What? Where? Where is? Why this do you even from? know about doing shots? You're what? You're a child's toy. What is happening right now?" And I was like, "Well, at least that mo- that scene establishes for the climax of the movie when they save the doll by having Tyra Banks do a rap about how great uh, e- Grace is." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just i don't know why that would be in there outside of like tyra banks was like oh i know little yachty he could show up for five minutes of this movie and they went yeah fuck it we don't care <laughs> i'm just amazed she didn't mention smizing they didn't find a way to work that in oh so the board sees the like coverage of people who had taken like pictures of grace and the whole news is like ceo of toy company seen drunk in public again and so they're like oh we gotta get rid of her and you know the entire time i'm like yes you should Mm -hmm. she absolutely does not care about this company and is bad for it yes yeah and she's definitely going to drive you into the ground by doing this sort of thing you are making the correct decision yeah she not only has been in the public eye, like, we saw a news broadcast before this of, like, Marathon Toys in company. CEO, who is put in charge, doesn't know what the fuck she's doing and sucks. Yeah. And so, like, she's already being shown in the news as, like, oh, she's making your company look bad. And then you get another story like this. And they're like, we should vote her out. And everyone goes, yeah, that is remarkably sensible. But Carter's like, no, she... She could be a great CEO. She's so smart and brilliant. You're like, from what? Based on what? what have, is, what your entire, is your entire motif in this movie that dynastic power deserves to remain entrenched? Yeah. Is that literally your only point? Are you, are you just the, like, captain of the guard for this fucking empress? What are you doing? Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I guess it makes sense if you're a kid watching this. But it's, it is the thing where Carter's like, oh, I have to be the one good guy on the board. So I love the Eve doll, regardless of whether it makes the company money. Yeah. And also, I love the main character for no reason and will back her, even though she is actively ruining the company. Yes. Weird. It is really weird. Especially because by the end of the movie, you're, sp- you're, you're supposed to spend the whole movie on Grace's side. And it's really hard to. She sucks. And... You know, some movies are about like, oh, this person sucks, and then they get better. Yeah. You know, you have your standard Christmas Carol thing where you're like, what a shitty dude. They learn a lesson. No longer a shitty dude. Yeah. Great. But Grace is like, oh, I'm shitty, and I hate this company. And then the end of the movie is, I'm shitty, and I love this company. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you got Perez Hilton being in this movie. It makes me think of, of what if this movie was about Paris Hilton, where you're like, you know what? Paris Hilton, famously kind of, you know, a rich weirdo, right? But she has never made a movie about how she deserves to own the Hilton Hotel Company. Ah. That that has not happened. She's been in movies, sure, but they're about, like, her friends and stuff. She, she makes a movie about how she's she's hot and her friend isn't or something. Sure, that movie definitely sucks. Paris Hilton probably sucks. But 
this movie is worse than her. <laughs> it's it's weird. And the <laughs> Eve decides that the best way to help get Grace to not cancel the Eve doll is to take her to the mall to do Christmas stuff. Yeah, it's just because the movie is only... The movie's 70 minutes long, and it has, like, five fucking long-ass montages in it. Yeah, so we have to go to Christmas Mania at the mall, and it's just them doing dances and throwing fake snowballs and just being like, ah, this mall, for some reason, has, like, a city block's worth of Christmas shit oh, going on with no shops. It's one of them special malls for rich people. Yeah. And They're like, we only have four stores because yeah. all of them charge you $5 million per item, but we know you'll shop here. Also, there's no line for anything because we kept out all the people who would possibly dare stand in line. So if you guys want to stand in the giant snow globe, go right on in there. Have a long dance sequence, just the two of you. Yeah. Well, you'll talk about getting in line to sit on Santa's lap. There is not a line. Yeah. But you'll talk about it. Yeah. And they will now meet Callum again, the handsome guy from the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. And he is into Grace. And why? Because she is the main character. Yeah, there's no other establishing reason for why he'd like her at all. Because she never says anything nice to him or is nice to him. There's nothing. No, he's like, oh, yeah, uh, I saw you at the party. And she's like, oh, man, I was really embarrassing. He's like, no, it was great. And you were the life of the party. And I loved it. And I'm like. Okay, this makes me suspicious of you. Yeah, because I feel like you're like, oh, I could probably get with her. Yeah, the reason you're saying this party is, girl is because you're like, oh, I saw you at your drunkest, and that is what I know you as, and that's mm -hmm. what I like. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I don't like you now, Callum. I don't think you're a good person. Anymore. I don't trust him anymore. <laughs> I don't like anyone here anymore. He also is relentless in his pursuit of her throughout this. Which again, I was like. Oh, it's one thing if you're like, oh, yeah, maybe she was really entertaining. We only got weird little snippets of the party. Maybe she was super cool at the party. Maybe he had a great time and was like, hey, you're great. But then he's like, I'm going to try and hit on you. She's like, no, I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah, she's got this th thing. She's like a fear of relationships that we never explore or explain. It, it, it You'd think it's probably supposed to tie into how she like is mad at her mom or something. But instead, anytime he's like, hey, do you, would you like to uh, hook up later? She's like, yeah, maybe Jen Chen has my phone number. I have to go leave me alone. Bye. So, so she's got this weird thing. And it, we've established already that she is perfectly content having casual hookups. Yes. And she, in this scene, is like, no, bye. And like four times denies this dude. He's like, oh, he tries to go in for a kiss because they're under mistletoe. And she's like, nope, I have to leave. He's like, can I get your number? Chen Chen has my number. Okay, but can we hang out later? I don't know. Bye. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that would be a very clear symbol to anyone of like, this person may be not interested. But then, when he sees her again, because they're having, like, the sleepover that they have later on oh, in he's the movie. Got a, he has a little sister that yeah. is uh, that is at the sleepover. That's that, that's why he's there at all. Yeah, and he's dropping her off because the neighbor called the sister. He's like, oh, and hey, maybe I could stay and be a chaperone for the sleepover if you need someone to hang out. And no, she's like, bye. no, no get out he's like all right i guess i'll see you tomorrow okay bye yeah and it's it's important to note that while well, look you could easily read that as as you know she's just not interested she's, or she's nervous but it, it's played as she is nervous and tongue-tied yeah uh that that's the way they're trying to play it that she just has a weird intimacy issue that's causing her to be afraid to to like give uh, to give in to this dude 
which is weird because we never explain it, and it just ends when the movie ends. Towards the end of the movie, she's like, actually, I think I'm into this guy. Fine. Actually, no, nah, we're good. Yeah. Oh, man. We've been talking for a while. Oh, okay. then let's let's speed I it mean, along. It's Look, fine. the rest of it's just fucking comic misunderstandings. At one point, she catches Eve on the phone to Doll Land, and she's like, she's decided not to cancel the Eve dolls, and she's working on a plan to save them. Our, Mission big, our big plan is going according to plan. Mission accomplished. And she hears the, overhears this. Grace says, she's like, what the fuck do you mean, mission accomplished? What are you talking? What are big you a sp- plan? Are you a corporate spy? Are you trying to sabotage us by having me fix a co- one of our products? Get the fuck away from me. I don't trust you anymore, ever. Yeah. And she just disappears, because she's magic. Yeah. And she'll just show up again at the end of the movie when we need her. Yeah. Then Eve goes off to... Vi- she Oh, she does host I mean, the that's sleepover. almost the end of the thing. Fine, we'll do the sleepover. She hosts a sleepover where it's like, we're going to save all these dolls by having a focus group test. Keep in mind, she decides to save the dolls, does a shitload of research, uh, goes to a bunch of different like groups to, to do fashion design for the dolls and all the like, market shit, uh, has the sleepover just so she can invite a lot of Lex's friends over so that she can use them as a focus group to design more things to help save the Eve doll. The whole time she's already been fired from the company and just doesn't know it yet. So somehow she spends like a week doing oh, no, all this. This is all one day. It's all one day. She does all this shit, but the she spirits never, did it all in one yeah, night. She never checks in with the company during this time. No, it's she like as soon as Eve shows up, she spends a day shopping and going to the mall, doesn't show up to work and then spends a day insulting children and then having an apology sleepover for said children. Uh-huh. And then focus grouping, how do we make the Eve doll hip and cool for today's youth? Yeah. And in that time, uh, Devin Drake, the, like, bad guy on the board, has a meeting and he's like, we need to vote out Grace. And they do. And then Carter, the good one, is like, oh, I'm, I voted for it because I'll cave to peer pressure, but... I, I think this is a bad idea. And then leaves, but manages to be like, oh, I think I forgot something. Comes back, and here's Devin Drake, who's like, well, my evil plan continues apace. I have gotten rid of Grace. I'm glad I didn't need to get rid of her the same way I got rid of her mother. Via <laughs> framing, which I did. <laughs> and it's just weird, because again, it until... I think even after the scene, we still don't know what the fuck her mom went to jail for. We just know she's in jail. Yeah. All we know by the end of the movie is that whatever she's in jail for, Devin actually did. Yeah. I was like, oh, did you frame her for murder? What are you talking about? Apparently it's securities fraud. Yeah. Because that's the thing that they say when they arrest him. Insider trading and shit like that. Yeah. But at this point, she's sad. She's managed to push away everybody. She's been fired from her company, and it doesn't matter whether or not she has saved the Eve doll. So in a dejected situation, she feels at her lowest, she goes to visit her mom in prison, who thankfully is in a, a prison in the same town. Yep. Just goes to see her mom immediately, is like, oh, mom, I'm mad were, at you. You were never there for me as a kid. And her mom's like, fuck you. I gave you everything, and I worked hard to give you the life I didn't have. We were broke when you were a little kid, and then I managed to make a multi-billion dollar company. So, yeah, I wasn't around all that much, but it was because I wanted you to have more. And then she goes, oh, yeah, I guess money is good, actually. I do like money. You're forgiven, Mom. Yeah, and her mom's like, good, because you're the only person who can save that company, and it's like, you need to be the CEO Based because on, b- you're the best person for the job. Did you 
did she go to some school or something? Yeah, we never hear did that. She, like Grace went to business school did or she anything. Wharton. What are we, what are we doing? No, it's just oh, I got the job because my mom owned the company, so now I own it, and I'm the best person for the job because it's I don't know I'm the, the star divine of the right of kings. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it is so infuriating because it's it's you know the, the, this movie is aimed at kids even if it's got some weirdly adult stuff in it it's aimed at kids and the kids are just learning like yeah if your parents own a company you should own that company later and that's it it's just oh ceos should be in charge you see because they deserve to be there except for the few bad ones it doesn't but they'll yeah. be found out and it doesn't matter if they're ruining the company or not once they're the ceo they get to stay that's the rules because they're the best <laughs> uh so she then, when she's talking to her mom, her mom is like, you need to girl boss gaslight your way into being the CEO of the company. She's like, I'm not. She's like, well, don't go down without a fight. Where's that Eve doll? Because there's magic in Eve dolls. And she's <laughs> There's like, always money in the banana stand. I mean, literally, I have a conversation where she's like, is it true what you used to say about how there's magic in Eve dolls and they can solve all your problems? And her mom's like, oh, did you find the box I left for you? Because, yes, Eve dolls are magic and can solve all of your problems. Because Eve dolls are magic, and also books of spells exist, and I'm glad you found a book of the dead that I left for you. You didn't summon, summon a mummy, did you? Because that is one of the spells in there. <laughs> That's fine. I was friends with a Noxun Yamun. <laughs> we're cool. We're, we're tight. We're cool. We're fine. I just I just passed her off to him, and he was like, yeah, we're down. Nice. <laughs> he gave me my tongue back and everything. <laughs> Hashtag Imhotep, am I right? <laughs> M to the hotel. <laughs> so we, after this, go to the last board meeting of the year where it's the shareholder meeting. And Devin Drake is up there and he's like, hello, everyone. Welcome to the last shareholder meeting of the year. And I'm here to tell you about the exciting changes that we're going to make here at the company as your new CEO. And she stomps and I'm out. take it in a new direction. Yeah, she stomps out halfway through a sentence and just takes the mic out of his hand and says, I have some things to say. And he's and like, okay. And he just goes and petulantly sits down like, uh, I, I can't stop this. I'm like, you could go, security. no, hey, security, security. this or, person doesn't work here. Or just be on the mic and be like, hey, look, everybody, it's the person who almost ruined the company until we voted her out. Let's just not let her have this microphone. Oh, yeah. And she, <laughs> boo this woman. I assume he would have just gone, oh, I'm sorry. Our ex-CEO has drunkenly stepped out yeah. on stage and is trying to take the mic from me. Huh? Can we please escort her out? Let's get her out before she takes her top off. Okay, <laughs> everybody, let's get this. She's a party girl. We do not need this. Info. Instead, he's just like, fine, but I'm mad. <laughs> All right, but you better be going somewhere with this. And by that, I mean, I hope you're not going anywhere with this. And then she saves the company by saving the Eve doll. And do you know how she does that? It's the second cringiest scene in the movie. <laughs> she, she just goes, I'm the daughter of the former CEO of the company. And I'm the only one who can save it because Eve dolls are magic and Eve dolls are going to change the future and we're going to modernize them for kids. And here's how I have someone who vaguely looks like an Eve doll and she's going to come out and rap about how great I am. And then you're all going to applaud and the company will be saved. Yeah. So Eve comes out. We had been. We didn't know she was gonna. Well, yeah, because when they got into the argument about the like, oh, your mission accomplished, whatever. She says the incantation from before, and we establish that, like, oh, you have to undo the spell within however many days or it's permanent. So we are le led to believe, because she also just sort of disappears out of nowhere after she says that, that she has turned back into a doll and is no longer around. Mm -hmm. So when she comes out, it's like, oh, it's the big twist. She's still here. 
but she just comes out and begins singing the Eve doll theme song, which I suppose I think I read did exist in the first movie. It's in this movie during the Christmas montage sequence as well. Yes. And for some reason, the Eve doll theme song is four and a half minutes long, which would make for a terrible commercial. Yeah. And I mean, the main theme song, I was like, oh, that's fine. Because it's it's basically got one chorus, one verse. You could get yeah. that in a long commercial. Yeah, and it pretty then, much it's just like, Eve is magic and she'll solve your problems. Twenty nine ninety nine, Guaranteed actually magic. <laughs> Don't be shy. Be a star. Use Spend one to, money at the local mall. Use one to wish that you were the CEO of the Eve doll company. They can't stop you. Every Eve doll is the same amount of magic. <laughs> uh, but then Eve comes out and does a full fucking rap about how Eve dolls are cool. And also grace is a good CEO because it's in her blood or whatever. And they also do mention yachts again. And again, is just like, I did have a small verse about, you know, conspicuous consumption on a yacht. So. I, I do have a guest track about yachts and BMWs. I hope you're okay with it. Here we go. And a uh, one and a two and a, here we go. <laughs> I think it might go a little bit something like this. <laughs> this CEO deserves to be the CEO of this company. Popping Cristal in the bubble lounge. What? 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 The fuck is this? Is this for kids? What it, are you talking about? It, it makes sense. Don't worry about it. And then, and then they parade the kids out on stage. The kids come out and join in the song and then they reveal the new line of dolls and the new dolls instead of being like ah we want to inspire children so here's like you know a surgeon or you know uh, a a driver senator or whatever yeah they're like all right here are four woke eve mm -hmm. which just has a t-shirt that says woke on it uh -huh. and i was like what that's not <laughs> prophetic for 2018 though yeah yeah i was like oh man that's you still did not understand how badly that would fuck your company if that were to come out today. That was just pulled straight out of Tyra Banks still having at least one finger, one one of her model-esque fingers in, entrenched in black culture, because that was, Woke wasn't a, no. a, a MAGA shibboleth back then. Yeah, it hadn't become the conservative boogeyman that yeah. the word Woke has become. And then we get the Love is Love one, where we get Big Gay Eve, mm -hmm. we get Fat Eve, so we get Curvaceous Eve, who also has freckles. Oh, because a freckle girl, yeah. Yeah. And because... then Boy Eve was... <laughs> and then also a boy. <laughs> Which I think they just hadn't done yet. No wonder your company's in the tank. You need Ken. Jesus Christ, it's company. It's fully understood that you make these dolls so little girls can spread their legs and smack them together. <laughs> I grew up on a street with... A little bit of my feral child insider information for you, John, and folks uh -huh. at home. Yes, I did roam the streets as a feral boy because my parents would let me in my house. That doesn't mean that I didn't eventually have to earn that specific banning from all of the neighbors as well. Uh I grew up on a street where there were seven other houses with children in them my age, all girls. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time watching them make Barbies fuck. That's apparently what they're for. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> so this... Her whole deal, she does a big literal song and dance, and then everyone stands up and claps. And then, thankfully, <laughs> Devin Drake says the one thing I was thinking throughout all of that, which is, none of that mattered, you're not the CEO. <laughs> and I went, thank you. And then Carter stands up and he's like, let's not be so sure about that. I heard you admit to crimes, and here's the FBI. <laughs> the FBI have shown up on, like, 
Christmas Eve to come arrest you for the white collarist of accusations. Oh, and they waited through the song. They were, <laughs> yeah, they did. They did jam out to our sweet Eve yacht rap. I hope she mentions yachts more. <laughs> God damn it. I love that. The one thing I associate Barbie dolls with is <laughs> getting drunk and being on a yacht. <laughs> Thanks, T-Pain. <laughs> I'll take Eve. And oh, T-Pain. <laughs> Word. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so, literally the next scene, they're all just at Grace's house, and her mom is out. They mentioned that she will be at the big CEO gathering event, where Carter's like, don't worry, your mom's innocent, and I've already worked how she's going to be released. I'm like, what the fuck is your job? <laughs> also... What do you mean she's innocent? What evidence did you have? And how quickly did you get a judge to do that on Christmas Eve? Yeah. What'd you get? Are you friends with the cops from Black Dog? Where they were like, yeah, we got you your driver's license back because we're cops. <laughs> we're cops and we are magic. We're Eve dolls. We were Eve dolls and then we became cops. <laughs> well, we're from the part of uh, Sunny Valley or whatever it's called where there's cops. There's We're like mask toys. <laughs> So her mom is there the next day. Uh-huh. Also, all of the friends and everyone are there for a Christmas party because they don't have families. Everything revolves around Grace. Yeah. And Callum shows up. With and a is, fucking full arm load of presents. He's like, guys, I brought so many presents, you guys. So many. And I'm like, dude, how thirsty are you? You're a handsome music producer. He is so thirsty for a woman that has shut him down. At least three times now. Yeah. And he's just like, no, I got to get it. I, I don't know what's driving this one. We don't. It never quite comes I don't, to gels. I, I don't know who's behind the I'm, wheel of this bus, but I, you are driving. I'm like, dude, you're handsome in that specific 2018 hipsters haven't gotten all the way annoying yet with the beards. So you could just go anywhere and score. Yeah. And but, you're a music producer. But she's the CEO of a company that's failing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She sure and she well they're not they're not now they made a fat Barbie oh I fucking love that the scene is just like oh it's Christmas it's the next day and they're like well you saved the company and I'm like what she's she was voted out as CEO then got on stage note that the entire song and dance was broadcast live on the news uh-huh so everyone saw an ousted CEO come back on stage and have like a fun time performance with a bunch of 12 year olds mm -hmm. and then get rehired because a board member had actually been doing insider trading and then framed the former CEO for it. You're like this company is fucking done. They're just going to take the company apart. This is, this is done. You are not allowed to have a company anymore. Yeah, none of you are allowed to have a... Honestly, though, I do want to see this movie remade, except that instead of being starring Grace, it stars John Schnatter from fucking uh, Papa John's Pizza, <laughs> and have him just show up at one of the board meetings and grab the mic and be like, I'm saving the company. Here comes my Word Up style rap. We wrote Woke on this pizza and pepperoni. Word Up. <laughs> and everyone's like, yay. I've got yeah. a rap I'm going to do. And everyone's like, oh, oh no. no. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, God. Please don't do it. Oh, I know what you're about and to say, like, and no, I'm not into it. I'm a changed John Schnatter. Uh, Schnatter. I use the soft N-word. <laughs> and everyone's like, there's like black people in the audience standing and saluting him. <laughs> I say ninjas now. And they're like, 
good. God bless you, sir. You deserve to own this company. Dave Chappelle in the audience shedding a single tear. <laughs> well, at least he isn't trans. God damn it. <laughs> oh, and then uh, Grace and Callum kiss because that's oh, how because, this because he end. gave her enough presents. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, I've done enough dumb shit that now I'm willing to make out with you in front of everyone I know. Yeah. And Carter and Butler are together, so you know there's a one, hap- one happy st- ending for two good folks who didn't do anything wrong. And also, they are not allowed to actually kiss. Oh, right. He has to kiss him on the cheek, and he has to be, oh, stop, PDA. No, you can't do that. This is an ABC family movie. <laughs> and they did let her slide away with that. Am I your first girl line, but oh, actually yeah. having men kiss? It is amazing how much they managed to get away with in this. Yeah. And yet, the message is just... Oh, if you're rich, it's fine, and you should be. Yeah. And then, thankfully, it's almost over. We still have one scene left where Hyde, Chef Hyde, who showed up immediately after the big song and dance routine and was like, wow, that was amazing, ladies. By the way, Tyra Banks, I love you. And she's like, great, I love you, too. Come live with me in Dollland. Uh, what? And the okay. fact that she does, she's like, I need to go back to Sunnyvale. And he's like, oh, is that in Arizona? So it's clear he doesn't know what's going on. And she's like, anyway... I'm leaving. Would you come with me? And he's like, yes, I would move with you to what he believes is Arizona. Well, that's a massive upgrade then. Going to a magical (laughs) land of stupid dolls versus Arizona. Instead of Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Way better. So, you know, a better version of that. But then she's like, yes, great. You're coming with me. Grabs his hand. And then they both turn into dolls. And then in the last scene, we cut to them in Sunnyvale and... They have a big thing of food, and it's all plastic. She's like, oh, no, we can't eat anymore. And he's like, well, at least the two of us can make out. You're right. And then they start moving in to make out. And right before they do, for some reason, they both turn around, spike the camera real hard, and yell happy holidays. Yeah, they're like, oh, I love you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Kwanzaa. And happy holidays, staring right at the camera instead of kissing. What, why, what? Are they, why are they doing that? Do they break the fourth wall in Sunnyvale or whatever? What is happening? What the fuck is this? Does Tyra Banks just not kiss on camera? Is that one of her rules? What are we doing? Weird. It's weird. I was like, I assumed the only reason you added this entire subplot in there is because you were like, I want to kiss a hot dude. Yeah. Put a hot guy in here for me to have a romance with. <laughs> and yet- Well, she did. It was just like inner trailer and stuff. You know, it was, they, they, didn't, they didn't film it. No, that wasn't part of the movie, yeah. but it was part of it. Yeah. <laughs> But, okay, but can you answer the, the the trivia question for me? Where is Perez Hilton in this? I actually don't know what that I dude looks like. I don't know. Okay. I saw that Perez Hilton was in this, and I'm like, where? Who? What? Why? What? I just remember him being like a notorious, like famous guy for gossip stuff yeah. back in a, in a certain time period. Um, And that's all. But I, don't, I never saw him, so I don't know what he looks like. I was picturing Bruce Valanche. No. Whenever I don't know what someone looks like, I picture Bruce Valanche so I can be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I always picture Bruce Valanche, yeah. just for fun. Yeah. Uh, Weird. So. What do you look like, Perez? Oh. He's boring. Yeah. He just looks like some guy. He's just some guy. He's just some fucking guy. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes he has cartoon villain hair, but for the most part, he's just some guy. Okay. There you go. Like, I would think this guy was Sugar Ray if I accidentally came across him in most circumstances. Ah. Or whatever guy, Mark something or other. That's in- yeah, Mark Summers. Yeah, Mark Summers, the lead singer of Sugar Ray. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's that's information, and you can bank on take it. On, take that, ghosts. <laughs> Fuck you, ghosts. <laughs> McGrath. Mark McGrath. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Don't you do this to me. 
yes, it's it is Mark McGrath. Okay, good. Unless it's Mark McGrath, but I think it's McGrath. <laughs> it's McGrath. I got okay. it right. And they do look very similar. They're both on that same like spectrum that also has like I don't know Kevin Dillon in it. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway, that's the end of the movie. Uh, we will now get into our bests and worsts. Jeff, what was the best part of Life Size 2? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not the right person to judge this. Uh, the best part of this movie was, was you're drinking butter to wash down. You know what? Never mind. That was the best line in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was my favorite part. What, what was, what about you? Uh, definitely the, like, underlying bisexuality that yeah, is not yeah. remarked upon just being like ah yes i have slept with a girl and that is normal mm-hmm. and you're like great cool yeah there's no lampshading she's just like ugh, it's annoying that i slept with another random person and when she like brings her to brunch her friend's like why did you bring your hookup to brunch yes and everyone's like, fine with it no no one cares that she hooked up with a girl obviously they're just like why did you bring her to brunch though yeah so that would be the best part for me that's fair good well, choice the worst part of this for you? No guillotines. Should have had some guillotines. A couple of guillotines. Would have really fixed this movie right up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, realistically, that is my my, my uh, least favorite thing in the whole movie is the end sequence where they're like, we saved the company by saying that we should have a few more products and doing a song about how great I, the daughter of the former CEO, am. Yep. It was awful. Yes. The... The message of this movie and everyone in this movie is just like, God, no one learns anything, but everyone acts like you did. And I hate it. Yeah. So, yes. But yeah, like at the end of they're like, we're fixing the company. Look, woke Eve. And you're like, wouldn't she be pretty much against all of you and everything you stand for? Yeah. (laughs) Just make sure you never leave those woke Eves unguarded in the building. They will burn it down. It's great because we do in the end have the like. Oh, I need to get back to Sunnyvale because Woke Eve is doing a march, wants to do a march on the Capitol. And I'm like, the capital of Sunnyvale? Oh, yeah. Well, you, know, you got to deal with President Eve. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do deal with Resident Eve. Oh. <laughs> Plus is Parasite Eve. She's a real problem. Yeah. Real bad problem. <laughs> so there you go. Keeps turning into a giant virus monster. <laughs> Mitochondria or whatever. Yeah. Something. I don't know. You, you haven't played that game in forever. And I, don't act like you have. <laughs> Look, I played that game when it was current, and it was neat, yeah. and then I never played it again, because how could I? Yeah, just got an original PlayStation sitting around it. Yeah. Well, I do, but <laughs> I could play it immediately. It would take me 10 minutes. Uh, but yeah, no, the worst thing in that is, I mean, definitely the messaging, and I want to say, I mean, obviously the that scene of her with the fucking 12-year-olds is terrible. That's a good, yeah, sorry, your least favorite thing, John. Yeah, I mean, that is... It is the messaging of this is yeah. the worst thing in yeah. this. The fact that they end it with just, and now the company is saved, is one of those how moments. Yeah. And it, I just wish anyone in this was remotely likable. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been nice. It would have really improved the, the uh, flow of it for me if there was like a character who didn't suck. And the fact that like Butler, the one person who I'm like, you're all right. You're, you're an okay dude. We find out when we get the like, picture book from her childhood you're like oh you've been friends with this dude since you were little kids but he is your personal assistant that you make drive you around and get you shit yes that feels fucked up yes if i were to be like 
hey, I'm going to get one of my childhood friends to just, I don't know, be my gopher. Couldn't you get like an office job for him or something? Like as long as you're abusing your corporate power, why don't you get him something cushy? Yeah, get, I could get, a. am the CEO, I'll get you an actual job. Yeah. Something that you could do and be fine and it would be okay. But instead she's like, no, you're my, you're my manservant. Yeah. It's like if if I were suddenly to become a multi-billionaire, would I hire John to work at my company? Yeah, obviously. But, I mean, I probably wouldn't make him be my butler. He'd probably be the guy who has to walk around holding my balls up for me. Yeah. Like right in front of me, just a little like like that, like hoisting yeah. from the side, like like a, uh-huh. like, like a pallbearer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I know you like to walk around with a couple of pokeballs at all times. <laughs> I do. So just in case I, I I've got to hold like them a, for you. Like a Snorlax or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're there for that. Yeah, I'm there for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your ball handler. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I need one, an official. Yeah, the the official Pokemon ball handler. That's right. <laughs> I officially handle Pokemon balls. <laughs> well, you do. I'm a multi-billionaire. Uh, uh, try not to fondle them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're full they, of valuable Pokemon. They might burst. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a sun current in that bo- that, that uh, Pokeball, John. Do not damage my valuable seed. <laughs> We're going to rate this movie from zero to five, uh-huh. each of us, so we get a total out of ten. Jeff, what do you rate Life Size 2? I'm giving it a four out of five because I remember the name of a seed Pokemon just in time for that joke. <laughs> No, it gets a fucking point five. This blue ass. This was like the worst. This ruined Christmas retroactively. Yeah. This, this went, sucked. Went back and fucked Christmas up. Point five. What about you? Uh, I'll give it a one because it sucks ass, but it's not the worst. So. I found it genuinely offensive. I absolutely hated it for sure, but it wasn't like it was it wasn't offensive in every level. Like it was at least watchable in a TV movie sort of way, even if the messaging of it was atrocious. I usually, I will dock at least a half point from something if I note, because I will actually make a, make a note of this, if I pause the movie and walk away for more than 15 minutes. Uh. That's enough for me to knock a half letter grade off because something bad happened. Uh. Uh. But there you go, a 1.5? 1.5 for Life Size 2, the movie that sucks. Don't watch it. It's bad, and I'm sorry. Go watch whatever that reality show about a house Lindsay Lohan was doing <laughs> yeah. instead. I would far prefer to watch Lindsay Lohan's beach house reality show than this. And I hate reality. I would usually chew my own arm off to get away from reality TV. And yet here we are. I know. <laughs> we find ourselves here. Life makes fools of us all. Mm. <laughs> hey! Thank you very much for joining us. That is it for us at Movie Mastery. But if you like the show, you want to support us, and you want a little bit more content, you can always go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash systemmastery and support us. Any level will unlock some bonus content. Uh, the $2 for a month unlocks bonus content for our System Mastery show, uh-huh. and all the way on up to $10 a month, which unlocks everything, including our TV Mastery, where we are still going through our small screen superheroes, where we are doing... TV adaptations of comic book superheroes. That's correct. In live action. And we got a doozy for you this time. Oh, yeah. One, this is, I think, the first one that we've done where I have, I had no knowledge of any source material for this. Because at least ones where, if I hadn't read the comics, I had seen a movie or a show. Mm -hmm. Or if I hadn't seen the show, I had read the comics it was based on. I knew fuck all about this i knew at least the imprint and the the visualizations of the character because i've seen like like i've seen a cover of it it is yeah. witchblade it's, by the way witchblade by top cow yeah 2001's witchblade which blade i've only seen like the cover of some comics with that and i'm like 
Hey, why aren't you in a weird metal bikini? Yes, we watched Witchblade now? Well, it's obviously the TV show starring Sticky Fingers, because the original would have been a film, John, and we can't review a film. No. We could. That's Witchblade. <laughs> that blade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's on first? Unfortunately, Witchblade was longer than than uh, Life Size 2 was. <laughs> so we... So I'll be gripey. We may have fucked up and watched the uh, pilot, which was a TV movie. Yes. To introduce everyone to the high concept of someone has a magic gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, But that's at the $10 level. But I also, just as a fun New Year gift, uh, if you want to know what TV Mastery is all about and the $10 level seems a bit steep, if you join us at any level... I have made the entire Littlest Hobo series we did on TV Mastery available for anyone who is supporting us on Patreon. Yeah, so the, the minimum level you support us at is 2 bucks. We, you actually can't pledge lower than that, but that's fine. At the $2 level, you can go in there for a month. You can check out all of those episodes pretty quick. There's only, what, like 12 of them? Yep. Um, and that's a great way to learn a lot about The Littlest Hobo, which I, I know that sounds like a weird thing to say that you should learn about, but that show was a delight. Oh, yeah. I want people to know about this show because it is wild, and I think it was a great series. We had some great guests on for that one. So it's been three years. I'm fine with letting more people listen to it. Yeah. And that's my little New Year's gift to everyone. So if you want to check out TV Mastery, you haven't been able to before, this is a, a very cheap and easy way to at least check out what it is. That's right. And I strongly recommend it because Littlest Hobo is one of the more fun things that we've done at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you so much. And uh, also the Patreon gets you a feed that does not have commercials. So if you are listening without that, you will have to listen to commercials. But with the feed, it's fine. Free listening. No commercials. Happy times for everyone. Yeah, we'd rather that. I'd rather make a couple of bucks than... Some other company make a couple of impressions and I make a fraction of a cent. So by all means, I would rather get that than like the $20 at the end of the month that I would normally get. Yes. So that's great. You can do that if you want to support, but don't have the money to do that. We understand. You can always just write a review, tell someone about the podcast, whatever. Just help other people find us, help us grow. That'll be great. But we will be back in another two weeks with more Movie Mastery, and until then, you all have a good one. Design Doc started as a podcast about designing a role-playing game. Over the years, it's turned into so much more. It's a show about the challenges of burnout, making money from creative projects, and what goes into bringing a game to life. Come along with Hannah and Evan in a living documentation of the game design process. One review described it as the audio equivalent of taking a hike with a good friend. You can search for Design Doc on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.